What is up? What is up? What is up? Everybody, everybody, everybody. It's another day, another time, and another week for the Godly View, aka So Sisters. As y'all can clearly see, we have a great show in store for y'all today. As y'all can clearly see at the bottom of the screen, it is one of our family members' anniversary. So before we get this show started, we want to shout out to the Greers and tell them happy anniversary and thank them for spending their anniversary with us. So the way that we're going to start this show off is like none other. But y'all stay tuned because we got a great show in store for y'all tonight. So let's us go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Hello, 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 family. How is everybody doing on today? Y'all looking all rich and rich and beautiful. <laughs> well, hello again. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, 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 everybody. So welcome, family. Um, those of you all who will be tuning on tonight, this is The Godly View, a.k.a. you are watching The Soul Sisters, and I am your one and only Coach Janine. Um, I'm so excited to be here with everybody, and I'm going to pass it on. Um, Like I said, let's introduce ourselves before we get into everything, sisters. So we have our lowest. Andrea, take, take it off from there. Hi, and I am your purpose pusher, Andrea Perry. I am here in Mississippi. Um, I am your purpose pusher. I'm retired Army Sergeant, retired after 18 years, and I am living large and in charge. I am enjoying this new home ownership. I'm enjoying this new celebrating new life, you know. Um, so I am super excited about our show. I was had the privilege, the honor to already interview these two lovely people. And of course, you know, I have questions on top of questions. So I'm excited to get into our show today. I'll go next. I'm Jessica Rogers, your neighborhood therapist. Uh, I live in Bowling Green, Kentucky. So shout out to all those watching in Bowling Green. Um, yeah, ready for another great, uh, great session with my sisters and see what we get into tonight. At, um, honoring the the newly well not newlyweds but they're still new right yeah. it's the so let's so let's get into that and let's yeah you want to pass it on to Pastor Seth yes hello 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 this is Persephone Sonia aka Pastor Greer as you can see I'm grinning ear to ear I'm like I I made the mistake of rubbing my husband's head and he had just shaved his head so I'm like I'm all over the place so forgive me um, we live in the beautiful state of Alabama, honey, and today is our one-year anniversary. This is the Clifford William Greer II, my amazing husband, my best friend, my boyfriend, all of that in a bag of chips. So, welcome to the Godly View. 
Listen, listen, I'm so excited to be here with you all. As you as you all who are tuning in, y'all know um, we actually kicked off the season this past week during Mother's uh, Mother's Day, kind of kicked off this new season. And so this is our second show. And so I'm excited to be even tuning in. Oh, look at the pictures there. Listen, what are you for the gear, gear game? Yes, that was our cake fight. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. I love it. I'm so excited yes. to be joining you all in this conversation because as our sister Andrea mentioned, I know there was the other interview where you all were able to kind of dig in on some of the things that your experiences and so on. So I'm excited mm -hmm. to chime in in this conversation because we congratulate you all for your one year anniversary. Woo -woo! <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's been it's been a, a year of we packed a lot into a year, y'all. <laughs> I know that's right. God say He will redeem the time, won't He? Oh yes, redeem oh, yes. the time. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. But those of you all, you all know who, um, how we kind of, you know, usually have the show. We have trending topics and some hot topics. We sometimes talk about a little bit, and then we get into the the meat and the good, uh, good stuff. And so there was a there was a there was a few topics that we were kind of chiming in on, or just discussing amongst ourselves in our chat. But one of the ones that kind of rose to the top, which I'm sure is nothing new to nobody at this point, is this whole situation around Kevin Samuels. And I'm kind of glad that um, Clifford, did you and um, Steph are here to join us in this conversation because we'll be able to have a man's perspective to kind of chime in on <laughs> um, if yeah. you're okay. You know, just what how this has come about with Kevin Samuels and his passing away and the, the mass response that's taking place. And I know when we were chatting about it, we were saying this would be a good thing to just kind of chime in on a little bit, because obviously this is a godly view and we like to kind of give a godly perspective on things. And um, it's much needed, because it's, it's been some conversations going on around this thing with him passing away. And so I, I guess to give a little backdrop about it, it's nothing new, like I said, I'm sure everybody's familiar with it, but there's this YouTube sensation gentleman. He's he's an image consultant, um, Kevin Samuels, and everybody's familiar with him. He's, he has some controversial views that he's had over the course of time. He actually went viral with um, a particular video um, that's maybe, it's maybe been made about a year or so ago now, something around there, and he was giving some harsh um, responses or kind of some harsh feedback mm -hmm. to a young lady about her dating life and just his views on where she stands you know just her status or her um her uh her what what what, what he called he said he he rates them her rate you know on how he feels she is as a single woman and what she's qualified for and so he's gotten a lot of backlash about that over the time and he's even had other videos and stuff he's come out with now but he recently passed and of course you know just we do we do give our condolences to him and give um our prayers to his family because of course we you know we know that's a hard situation and nobody ever wishes death or anything on anybody but he's got a lot of people that has been celebrating his passing away um then there's been those that's been conflicted and trying to support and condemn those who have been you know celebrating it they're obviously saying that's not a good thing and so we wanted to bring that to this conversation or to this table to kind of chime in and kind of say okay well how should we as believers really be approaching this whole situation what are our thoughts around um what are even our thoughts around kevin samuels and the message that he's been bringing or when he was still here what he was what he brought to the table i saw you right you jessica did you want to talk first so i've watched some of his i guess things that he's done mm -hmm. i i he wasn't my favorite. I know some people were like, well, he just tells hard truths. And there was some also opinionated truths that were maybe hard truths, but they that they were okay. I think this the delivery was not okay. Um, as far as like his passing, like you said, never want to hear about anybody passing or, you know, the, the grief that it causes, especially when they pass 
suddenly, right? It's different when you're able to kind of grieve because you know the person's sick and kind of things like that. So, but um, as for him, like I try to stay away from the opinions of him because I think that I don't know what gave him those opinions or views. There was one comment that I had read that I kind of had a mull over and I was like, besides the, well, he just gave hard truths. But somebody had said that he gave, he stood on his opinion and was trying to preach masculinity in a, in a way that uh, that we kind of don't do it anymore or for mm-hmm. men like the um, stand on, I guess you would say, more masculine identity instead of just kind of going with the flow, like mm-hmm. how culture has been doing it. Like, you mm-hmm. know, he wasn't about men wearing dresses and all, you know, he, so I can, I could, I had to mull that over and I was like, well, you know, we do as the body of Christ, we have to stand for the things that are right. And so in a way I was like, okay, I can accept that. But again, sometimes it's just about the delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I steered away from making any comments. Um, but on those, on those types of things, I kind of could get a better perspective of him just by some of the comments I read that were more kind of fair. Um, but anyhow, the, the second part of that was just seeing that his mom didn't know that he passed and had to find out through yeah. social media. I can't even imagine me not knowing. And then I just pick up my phone and I read it and I'm just like, what? You know, like nobody's called me. Nobody, like I can only imagine her hurt. And you could tell she was hurt by the comment that she made, you know, by just, I'm mad I had to find out through social media. And that was nobody's place to to do that, to write that story without me even knowing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I really felt for her um, in that. And yeah, like no matter how I felt, it's it's still a life that, is not coming back and somebody was affected by it. So I have no right to comment on that life because it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't mine to give. It wasn't mine to take. So, um, but yeah, that's my spiel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, and that's, that's a fair, you know, it's a fair, some fair input in on, on everything that's taking place with him. I, I, I know me personally, I've been, I've been a little, I've been a little torn at it because I've, I've tried not to get too heavy on the conversation because I've seen some heated conversations about it. And um, you know, on different on different sides and different views being put in on it, but I know, um, and I, I didn't really follow his platform too heavily just because of the negativity that would come around it. But at the same token, I would try to, you know, I'm always trying to reason and you know, just be mindful of just understanding both sides and both perspectives. Mm-hmm. But I will say that um, just from what you see overall, I think there's a, 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 a if I could say a break or a a conflict from the two sides because it's almost like, okay, listen, he's giving truths, you know what I'm saying? They feel this his truth might be harsh, but it's still truth. But then there are those who are offended or they feel some type of way because there are those who kind of feel like he gives his truth again in a, in an inappropriate approach, if you could say. And, and I know, um, I don't know, I guess, I mean, I know it's, I think it's levels to it. Me personally, just speaking of his message, you know, um, I don't think his message has anything to do with how people should respond to him passing away. Cause I know me personally, you know, as a believer, like I said, I don't wish death on anybody mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, God, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm praying for your family, you know, wish you, wish you, we wish the best for people, you know, mm-hmm. even, even in, even in their shortcomings, you have to say, because we all ain't none of us perfect, you know, right. but I know at the end of the day, um, I do, I think it's not appropriate for people to, to, to bash him 
or to speak down on him because it's almost like, cause that's what I, that's one of the comments I've seen often is that, okay, those who are like, oh, he did wrong. He did this. And they're like, y'all are both doing the same thing. Like y'all are saying that he was harsh and inconsiderate, but then you all are now being harsh and inconsiderate to him. Like, so it's like y'all are both kind of putting yourself in the same position. And so I'm like, you know, where's, where's the guy going to shine through, you know, where's, where's the guy side. And I think that's, I think that's why Jamal, Pastor Jamal kind of got in the hot seat. Um, did you all even see what his comments were, Pastor Jamal Bryant, in relation to the situation? I think I remember hearing a little bit about mm. that, but nothing I really, I don't remember reading into it too much, but I do remember him coming under fire for what he said about mm. it, especially on Sunday morning in the pulpit. Yeah, um, I can imagine with the yeah. details of what was said. <laughs> yeah. What he, what he said, what Pastor Jamal Bryant said pretty much, because it was Mother's Day, Mother's Day weekend, mm -hmm. and he was preaching a Mother's Day message. And in light of what he was saying, he was pretty much telling them that he was talking to the women, of course, and like encouraging them and like, hey, you know, at the end of the day, you got to know your self-worth. You got to know what, what, who, where, who you are and where you come from. And then he kind of went to talking about how there are women out here who are listening to the wrong voices. And that's kind of where he threw a jab at, at, um, at Kevin Samuels. He was like, you know, you all, you all, you, how are you, how are you going to have self-esteem? And I'm paraphrasing. How are you going to mm -hmm. have self-esteem? But you all are listening to somebody. He didn't name his name, but everybody knew he was talking about somebody who is telling you that over the age of 35, if you're single, you ain't worth nothing. But yet mm -hmm. still that same man has to have a, uh, a GoFundMe for his funeral. That's what he said. That's mm -hmm. And so it was like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because. It was kind of on that level where it was like, I mean, even though the whole GoFundMe thing did come up under um, question because his family came out after the fact saying that that was a scam. It wasn't legit with, you know, that was something that came out. But a lot of people were supporting Jamal like, well, listen, he ain't said nothing wrong. Y'all say, y'all say uh, Kevin says harsh truth, but this is a harsh truth just because it's from pastor. But then a lot of people felt it was inappropriate because as a pastor from the pulpit for a message, it's like you taking jabs at the... Mm -hmm. There's always a way you have to go about saying things. And with Kevin in particular, he was very toxic in the way he delivered his message. Mm -hmm. Yes, there was a lot of hard truths and a lot of it was opinionated, but it was his opinion. It, but it just came across very toxic in the yeah. deliverance of it. Yeah. And he really preached a lot of toxic masculinity and it was very chauvinistic. Mm -hmm. That's coming from a man. That, he, he was very chauvinistic. Um, you can't Personally, you, you can't really go around telling people this kind of stuff. They're not asking for that. Right. But he was forcing it on them anyways. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to be told that after a certain age, you're not worth anything. Or after a certain weight, you're not worth anything. Or right. As a man, if you don't have a wife, that's an eight out of ten. I'm, I'm not sure if they said stuff like that. But mm -hmm. if if you don't portray a certain image, right. then yeah. you can't call the yourself a power he, couple. Or you can't yeah. call yourself I making value, it in life. So. And... We can't tell people who to love or how to love them. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can tell people to love yourself and you can tell people, yes, you need to work on yourself and do better for yourself, but you shouldn't just go around bashing people. Yeah. So yeah. his opinions maybe kind of sort of were in, in the right area as far as, you know, you need some, you know, I'm trying to help you out. It just came across very toxic though. Yeah. And they, you know, the saying of uh, the truth don't care who tell it. That's true, but you also attract more bees with honey than with vinegar. 
good. And we have to look at this is a situation. What would Jesus do? How would Jesus mm-hmm. approach these people? You know, um, he he had different approaches for different people because of his discernment. Mm-hmm. Certain people can handle certain delivery and then other people need a more gentle approach so that was something that he lacked was the discernment to be able to say okay well this person needs to hear this and this person needs to hear that and even with all of that that of course i i didn't agree with a lot of the ways that he treated people either men and women because i've seen him treat men and women horribly Mm -hmm. um and then with the manner in which he died um I think it was inappropriate for Pastor Jamal Bryant to say what he said, being that that was Mother's Day, that was Kevin's first, mother's first Mother's Day without mm. her child, like read the room, sir. Yeah. Um, There's certain things you say at the kitchen table, you, certain things you say when you're in the group chat, everything mm. does not need to be said in the pulpit. And this is a responsibility that, and, and I'm saying this as a pastor, you cannot take advantage of your platform. You have to be so careful what you say and how you say, because the world is watching. So the world saw how the church viewed Kevin Samuels and how the church rallied behind someone that said things about him that were unnecessary. Say the the stuff you said about, okay, y'all are listening to some of the wrong voices. You should not be listening to people that say A, B, and C. But for him to go in for the personal attack, I've had people in my life that have been horrible to me that have passed away. Mm-hmm. And the thing that strikes me the most is that that person doesn't have an opportunity to be better. Mm-hmm. It's over. Once the person is dead, that's it. Yeah. They don't have a chance to repent. They don't have a chance to improve. They don't have a chance to apologize. They don't have a chance to, you know, and of course we never know what happens to a person in their last seconds of life, but mm-hmm. that's the biggest tragedy is that he didn't get a chance to see maybe some of the error in his ways because it's a beautiful thing when someone is so staunchly one way and then their eyes are open the scales are are pulled from their eyes and they can see clearly and they're like oh wow and 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 that's happened to me as well i've been wrong about certain things and i've been like oh my god like i'm so glad that i see the truth now you know so the, the the tragedy in that and of course like how his mother found out about his death that was totally inappropriate yeah. his family should have been notified they should have released a statement about his death we should not have been finding out about the police report well the the report you know from the 911 call and all that was so inappropriate um this world can be quite cruel to its dead mm-hmm. and i think the church should have risen up in that moment and say listen we may not have agreed with everything that this man said, but this man was somebody's son. This man was somebody's father. This man had a soul. Mm-hmm. You know, he he was a person, even though we didn't agree with everything. If we had to agree with everything that everybody says in order to love them, nobody would love anybody. Oh, so love is what should have covered all of that. That's so uh, it's the platform. Yeah. I think a lot of a lot of times people abuse their platform, and I felt like he did. Yeah. platform and saying what he said about a person that can no longer defend themselves mm-hmm. you know so it was the wrong the wrong time the wrong location the wrong everything like it was just petty it was petty it was just petty that's what it was it was petty yeah. and, and it is sad that a pastor and someone who is so visible and someone that's so you know if this had been you know a smaller smaller time pastor someone that wasn't as as known 
you know, it wouldn't have had the impact that it had. But because he has the again the platform, you have to be responsible with what you say. Even with 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 us, yeah, yeah. we have a responsibility right. um, because every time we go live, there are people that are watching that aren't saved. Right, you're watching because they love the conversation. And we need to be able to reflect Christ in everything that we do. When we have fun, when we joke around, all of it becomes, how's God going to get the glory out of this? And what he should have said is, I know a lot of y'all are taking advice from some of the wrong people. What I'm here to tell you is that there is, there's another way you, you can, you can heal without having to call in and ask somebody to rate you. Or ask somebody to tell you, you know, what kind of person you deserve. You know, right. um, he still could have said that first part without diving into the personal. Exactly. So we, we have yeah. to be so careful. That whole ding dong, the witch is dead. That is so not Christ-like. Because right. I remember when when Jim uh, Kim Jong Il yeah. passed away, the North Korean dictator. You know, there were some people that were glad that he was dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then what happened? His son, Kim Jong-un, took over and things got even worse. My Lord. So one person dying for a, a, a movement is not going to stop the movement. There will be another Kevin Samuels that's going to rise up in the ranks. Okay. Um, there's going to be somebody, just like when, when Osama bin Laden was killed. Oh, Did Al-Qaeda break up? No. <laughs> they got stronger. They rallied. They started doing more. So wow. bashing him is not going to kill the movement. Right, yeah. that's what a lot of people thought. Oh, he's dead now, so yeah. the women are safe. No, <laughs> no, because he's still he has a bunch of soldiers out there, so we, we have to be mindful of that. Yes, indeed. Let me jump in real quick. I didn't want to say nothing, but I, but after uh, Pastor, I said I got to say something. <laughs> the main thing I think that we need to see is that someone's feeling toxic or toxics into um, social media, into the lives of black women is not good. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not true. Um, What he was saying was not true. I don't care. I don't care if it had a half truth or a little bit of truth. No, that's not true. Um, The things that he said, it was not true. It wasn't right. And prayerfully, no one greater raises up. I'm I'm praying. Lord. He, he was a lot of people's uncles. We do not need that. Daddy. We don't need no more. Jesus. <laughs> As black women on this um, show that we have with um, five black women, um, we want to hear positive messages. That's the reason why we um, come live every other Saturday. Um, it's because we want to share a positive message. Yes. The thing about putting positivity out always doesn't stretch the numbers. Before Kevin Samuels was bashing black women, he had different conversations around um, black culture, and he was talking about you know, things that were positive. But he didn't start getting the, start getting the money until he started bashing black women. Now, can we talk about how people are going to... Uh-oh, since you're coming in and out a little bit, your audio. Yeah, because it sounds like it's coming in and out a little bit. Thanks. I was gonna say with that, it that's why I stopped watching because I think that although his, it was his opinion, he was more so trying to break people down versus oh, just my. really trying to. Okay, like you may you may have gotten this far, and that might be a part of why you might have a halt in this area. 
but it's not, you know, he didn't give anything to build them up, you know, to get remain hopeful. Like it was just the, I'm going to break you down and I'll make you feel bad. And then that should make you want to do better. Yeah. You know, no, it wasn't nothing that was positive, you know, in the terms of who he was speaking to. Yeah. And so, but it's, it's uh, funny. I find it funny because if you watch their life, did he ever talk about having somebody that cared for him other than his mother? You know, did mm-hmm. he have people? And so I think sometimes what you spew is directly a reflection of what is going on inside. Mm-hmm. And so, you know. Yeah, yeah, I just want to add that to go ahead, Andre. I see you got you back. I don't know if I'm back or not, but I pray that uh, this uh, audio is good. I'm gonna say this because I gotta move on. Mm-hmm. But um, the last thing I was saying was they're poor black women, and, and a lot of times people, when they're hurting, they don't know how to grieve or grieve another person. Um, something that Pastor said it was, Pastor said it was, can you hear me? No. It's like choppy. Yeah. We can hear you. Like, I want you to turn, turn the camera just a little bit. Maybe maybe that'll fix it, you know? <laughs> what about it's just, just keep going. Oh. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, one thing I did want to know, the highlight on that that we did hear catch from you, Andrea, which I thought was very interesting, is the fact that you said it, what he what he said well, it wasn't true, right? Now, the reason why I'm gonna highlight on that is because I'm not gonna lie. A lot of times when you're hearing these conversations about the things he spoke about, it's like, well, people didn't like the fact that he was saying harsh truths, as if what he was saying was true, right? But the interesting thing about what Andrea said is that what he was saying is not true. And now here's the thing about it, and I always says when it comes down to truth, absolute truth. There is no partial truth. That partial truth is a myth. A myth. Either it's the truth or it's the lie, right? A lie. And even if it's a what people are identifying as a partial truth, in the in the in the end, it's still a lie. Because if it's not the whole truth and nothing but the truth, according to what God says is true, then it is not the truth. And that's how the enemy is crafty, because he throws out these what what we're identifying as partial truths making them be paraded as if they're the truth and it's causing people to error because they're, they're intertwined with lies. And so that was that, that was a really good with what you said, Andrea, about it being not true because a lot of things that he said, I'm sorry. <laughs> we will take even the example of what Pastor Jamal Bryant said about the whole thing. If you're after 35, you just in a third, you know, you don't No, That's not the truth, you know? And so when you no, lane. Have, no, you can't have bitter and see, <laughs> and, and we, and listen, you are testimony of it. Well, my life started at the dirty Yes. <laughs> and so, you know, we, we do got to recognize that because I think that's what a lot of people have tried to support him on is in the name of a harsh truth. And I'm not going to lie, unfortunately, that's what some people are trying to support Dr. Brian in or Pastor Brian in is the fact that what he said is, well, he's saying a harsh truth. But it's like, no, at the end of the day, truth heals, truth frees you. Truth does certain things, and how I'm not going. Unfortunately, how Pastor Jamal delivered that—that that, what he had to say, and what things Kevin Samuels had to say. If it's tearing people down, like what you said, Jessica, or not at, at the end of the day, not bringing healing and closure and freedom and things of that sort, then it's not really a a, a, a true 
a truth based off of what Christ or what God would approve, you know, or what would align to the word in the scriptures. Because like you said, you know, he and I know that Kevin Samuels doesn't necessarily have a platform for, if you want to say, winning souls, you know, because that's not his his stage. But at the end of the day, if we're all seeking healing, if we're all seeking seeking closure, we're all seeking wholeness, uni unity, things of that sort, bringing people together, even in the space of he's, he's an image consultant, you know, so obviously he's trying to get people to get their image together so they can find people that they feel they're compatible with, you know, and the, his approach is counterproductive to that, you know. And so if that at the end of the day, no matter how true, how much truth you try to say that you have in there, if it's if how you're approaching it is defeating the purpose, then you're missing the mark, you know. And I think one of the sad things is that I think some of the ones that I heard, it sounded like the women that were really called in were genuinely wanting encouragement. They were wanting somebody to to kind of uh, to kind of plant those seeds and kind of feed into them. And, you know, again, it was the exact opposite. I, I'm going to tell you this because I think that this is what I think and I'm going to just tear that down and, you know, get rid of that idea. And so, yeah, I think, you know, you know, I, I felt for all the single moms because those are the ones I heard, like, was that kid? And mm -hmm. I would testify that you can achieve whatever you want to achieve. Yeah. And so yeah. it's about, you know, you and God, you work together and you can't achieve it. So, you know, yeah. I think that was another sad is that I saw women who really were really wanting just somebody to give them good advice. Yeah. But yeah, he was just trying to break people down. And let me give a shameless plug to that just as a as small plug, because I know we're we'll probably be shifting here soon to get to the good stuff about Mass Pastor Seven Degrees. <laughs> but, uh, but a shameless plug uh, on that, like you said, because I and I think I dropped this when we were chatting about it in a chat, too, was there's a gentleman um, by the name of Joseph Dixon. He's the founder of a platform called Real Black Love. And I'm not sure if you all have familiar with him or have ever followed him, but mm -hmm. I, I'm familiar with him because, you know, just being in some of the single spaces that we have known each other from, I'm familiar with his platform. He has a group and he has a, a dating app and all of these things, but he's currently um, one of the um, cast members. He and his girl, the lady that he's seeing, their cast members on a new um, matchmaking show that just recently mm -hmm. launched out of Atlanta called Love um, Match Match Atlanta or something like that. Mm -hmm. And the beautiful thing about them is I, I followed them for a while. Um, Joseph and his um, and his because they're matchmakers. They're um, they're and they're what they would consider kind of like what Kevin Samuels identifies himself as as um, high value, high quality, you know, high end matchmaking. Like that's mm -hmm. the realm that they flow in. But mm -hmm. he um, but when that situation took place with that young lady that he went viral on and he that she really brought her down um joseph and his, the lady he's seeing that are like i said um elite matchmakers they reached out to her and they were like listen you know what i'm saying we saw what happened you know what i'm saying we want to let you know that that's not true you know what i'm saying what he said you do qualify and they literally even took her up under their wing were like listen we know you reached out to him because you were looking for somebody that can help you in the space of dating and they kind of helped mm -hmm. to kind of help soften the blow what all she had experienced from that backlash because she and then the crazy thing is on their mm. show they highlighted that situation on the show like matter of fact mm. I told that that even highlighted their interviews with her and their work with her and everything was on their last episode of the show that he's now on but the beauty mm. is that he I, I really respected him and and the lady that he's seeing I forget why her name slips my mind uh I forget her I'm sorry her name slips my mind but check out their show and check out mm -hmm. his platform the real black love because they're high-end matchmaking services as well and of course your research you know like anyways but I followed mm. them for so some time and and i can tell that 
contrary to how we're talking about when you have the not so good platforms for right. somebody taking, you know, advice, counsel, or even to be able to be paired up, you know, they have a more um, genuine and a more um, effective approach to how they go about matchmaking and helping you to even, you know, streamline yourself when it comes down to your image and things like that sort of if you're trying to go down that path. And so I wanted to give a plug on him because I really respected how they came out and helped that lady when that stuff happened, because on the show, they were showing how the, the inboxes and the negative messages and pretty much just the, what she went through as a result of that. Yeah. And I was like, mm. but I really respected how they came through in a clutch and, uh, and helped her in that time because that really you know, it hurt her, you know, hit her hard, you know, when, when yeah. understandably, you know, yeah, like, you know, that she's like, you, you're, you'll die alone. Yeah. I don't know if y'all remember, cause it's been a while ago when that, when that initially situation yeah. initially happened. But I heard mumblings about that. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so I was, I really respected that. Why people would celebrate. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's right. But it makes it like, if someone felt a certain way about something, that's why they, that's why they would celebrate. Now, mm -hmm. The great thing about this show is we're the godly view. So we're going to tell you from a godly perspective. And a lot mm -hmm. of people, I'm not going to say all of them, but a lot of people who were celebrating, they didn't come from a godly view. So they did what they knew. And a lot of times when we do share these topics, we're sharing them from a godly perspective. But the people, they may have that same godly. And I know I, I, I promise you, I probably will always bring this up. It's because we want sinners to be. Yes. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Point, if you're looking for a certain thing from a certain person, you got to say, is this, is this person, is this a peanut butter or is this jelly? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Get peanut butter out of jelly. You got to go right. if you want jelly. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's, That's a very good point. And this last thing real quick. Yeah. The one thing I think as believers and people of God that we must do. We must show love to those who feel that they're not being if the church could be so 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 careful with yeah. people and even even with what we express when, when it's just a few mm -hmm. if it's a you know that they on what they're doing. Um if we're more careful I think people who are probably perfect. And if we're being like we want to be very the time we're able to reach them. That might be the that they're able to see or hear the Bible or to see or hear the spoken word. So what Oh, this is why. This is why. This is why. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds going out. Going out again. <laughs> yeah, it held on for a little bit there, and then it. She was talking good. We can. We got. Yeah. I was hanging on, but I was like, I'm trying to. I'm, yeah. yeah it was good. It was good. 
But yeah, but listen, what Andre was saying is so spot on, though, and it even makes sense because I'm not gonna lie. Unfortunately, that's kind of like the the nature of the beast that we're dealing with when we're dealing with the, you know the the world in the fallen state that it's in. You know, it's like depending on the platform you're listening from and who you're hearing from. Yes. You know, they're gonna have views that are gonna align to where they fall in that spectrum. You know, so it makes sense, and even being able to know as people, believers and or not how to filter that, you know what I'm saying? So we're mm -hmm. not taking in the bad, we're, we're filtering out and knowing what we're putting our, you know, put before, put, putting ourselves before. And so that that's really good. I might know we're gonna be, um, well, well, were there any other thoughts on this? Cause like I said, I think, and, and Clifford, I gotta thank you even for your input on that or your thoughts on that, because I'm not gonna lie Clifford, surprisingly, mm -hmm. you are one of the few males or men who has a contrary thought process on it because a lot of men, mm -hmm. not everybody of course, but a lot of men, speaking on this topic have spoken from the angle of you know he just telling y'all like it is it's a truth that y'all need to hear you know that type of a right. thing you know not really pointing out the not so good aspects or elements of it so it was really um you know refreshing and and, and i'm excited to have heard your view it being different from the majority if that makes sense you know yes and, and a lot of that is um my upbringing though you have a lot of yes. men my age younger than me older than me that weren't brought up in a healthy two-parent home mm. and they weren't taught love and acceptance and you know they weren't taught you know self good self-esteem mm -hmm. and they weren't taught how to bring that out in others yes. so that's what happened i think with a lot of men in particular they grow up in single family households or yes. they grow up on the street listening to you know whoever down the street yeah. you know listening to the gang leader or the old head down the street who mm -hmm. is single himself. Right. And that's all they know. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, look at this culture of the book of future. You know, everybody listening in the future so much and what he has to say and yeah. come up the futurisms and stuff like that. And people aren't just joking about it. They're living about it. Oh, yeah. They're living by this stuff. Yeah. And Kevin Samuels lines up right with that same toxic culture yeah. and that toxic masculinity. So that that's just a, such an issue that we're running into right now is that a lot of young men aren't brought up in healthy, stable homes and aren't not for nothing, just aren't being raised right. Yeah, my God. Oh my Lord Jesus. And you know, and to keep it fair, to keep it fair and to keep it balanced and equal on both sides of the spectrum, because obviously we do have a, a group a, a, a show of women. You know, I'm not gonna lie, we do have toxic things that you see in in the sense of women out there just speaking generally. Yeah. You know, to where, you know, and I, and the reason I'm saying that is because I'm keeping the level field balanced, you know, because I know oh, a lot yeah. of times mm -hmm. men are saying, you know, women, you know, they need to hear the harsh truth. Y'all don't want to do da, 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 da. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, listen, no, we're, we're all happy to come equal to the table. Recognize yeah. where women fall short, recognize where women fall short, but don't come yeah. together at, at each other like you're going to rah, rah, rah to fix it. Exactly. Right. That's not the way to fix it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. And even though there, because, you know, even as a coach, I think sometimes a coach come back when they come out of harsh, I know there's a level of harsh, you know, when you come got tough love, they call it. Yes. But tough love, even tough love doesn't tear down still. Right. It's you the love. Mm -hmm. Emphasis on the love. Yeah. There you go. Love. Love yes. covers all. And so I think, mm -hmm. like I said, we all have to take, you know, take risk and not by individual, because I know, you know, you, you know, if the shoe fits wear sort of a thing, mm -hmm. if you're one of the women out there and you have some of those toxic traits that are making men, because it was revealing, it's revealing to see yeah. the men out there feel the way that they feel like women need to hear this and y'all just don't want to accept it at all. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's revealing seeing where people's different mindsets are at. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. it does, it is a revealing thing. And they say, okay, let me take note of that. Let me take notice of this, you know, so, so we all can try to grow, you know? 
Exactly. And it's, it's just so hurtful in the black community in particular that right. we're so divided amongst yeah. one another. We keep talking Black Lives Matter, you know, support black, protect black, love black, come together black. But black's the first one to tear apart black. And no black's other the first one to tear that. down black. Right. We're the only ones, crabs in a barrel. Yeah. We continually tear each other down openly behind each other's back. Mm -hmm. You know, we continually tear each other down, but yeah. won't offer strong, healthy ways to build each other up and support each other. Right. Yeah. Yes, yes. And, and on, on the subject of toxicity in women, I have been toxic mm -hmm. in the past and I had to grow up and I had to heal. You know what my toxicity was? Mm -hmm. Allowing anybody and anybody to have access to my heart. That's know. toxic too. Because if you have someone that's, that has a house and they leave their door open all day mm -hmm. and all night, animals come inside people randomly walk through and they sit there and they say why are all these people in my house why are these animals eating up all my food why, why is this happening because you left the door open hmm. that's on you that is your responsibility so i always i'm always harder on women than i am on men because uh we are the ones that have to carry the seeds that men drop off the ones that aren't responsible yeah. So you not only do men have to be responsible with where they leave their seed, but women have to be responsible with who they allow to leave their seed with them. Yeah. You know, so we're the gatekeepers. Yeah. We have to be we have to take responsibility. I can't blame all of my problems on the people that have hurt me. I have to take responsibility and say, OK, where did I go wrong in allowing this? Mm -hmm. Because it's never just it's very rarely just one offense. It's always several offenses. It's always things piling up on top of each other until you can't take it anymore. So that has to be a responsibility. And a lot of these women that say there ain't no good men out there, it's like, well, you, you the, the men that you look at might not be good. Okay? That might be your truth. That might be your reality. But you have to understand, just like with how Cliff and I met, when I went on Facebook dating the first time, I was in a particular area. I was in my hometown area, right? And in my hometown area, guys my age were not trying to get married. They were having baby mamas, but they weren't trying to get married. Mm. Um, some of them were doing illegal things. Uh, even into their 40s and 50s, there were guys slinging on the corner. You know, and those were the men that came up in, in my results. Yeah. When I moved to Gainesville, it opened me up to a totally different spectrum of men and I was seeing different, and I saw, I seen what I seen, <laughs> and, and 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 I was like, who is this? Who, who is him? To read that first, you say. And and I saw him, I, and I liked it. What I seen, and I and I liked him. And he liked me back, and the rest is history. So you have to understand that you cannot. I could not have had the mindset of because there are no men in in this area that mm -hmm. match the criteria of man that I'm looking for. That means that he doesn't exist. I knew my husband existed. I just didn't know where he was. He was in Ocala. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't know if y'all can hear me or not, but if y'all uh -huh. can uh, put up two yeah. things. Okay, <laughs> that brings us to something so good. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like, sis, so did he slide in the DMs or did you slide in the DMs? I saw him first. I liked him first. He liked me back, but he was the first one to send the message. So, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So, so I, you know, I, I, I had my little roots on, you know, I, you know, I presented myself, you know, I was like, Hey, I like you, you know, because but you, what if I had said, well, he looked, he looks like some, cause I looked at his profiles like he looks like someone that I could have something with, you know? Now, what if I just said, well, I'll see if he likes me. I'm not going to like him. I'm just going to see. No, I liked him. I let him know. Hey, I like you. Right. <laughs> and then he liked me back. And I was like, ooh, that was he was the first one that liked me back. And I was excited about it. Aww. I remember when I saw the little he was like, Is his Clifford likes you? I was like, ah, he likes me, really? <laughs> I love it. I was so hopeful. I was like, okay, okay. And then when he sent me the message, I was like, ah, he sent me a message. <laughs> <laughs> on the outside, I was cool. I was like, oh yes. So we passed the deal. On the inside, I was like, Huh. <laughs> hold, hold her down, uh, Cliff. Hold her down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Calm yourself. <laughs> okay, so so these little DMs, y'all then started this beautiful courtship, um, mm. and y'all have had intentional conversations. You know, I'm a little privy to the conversation, so I'm mm -hmm. gonna go and slide in this thing. Yeah. So y'all had intentional conversations about marriage, and he knew exactly what he wanted. He said, I want a wife. He yes. said, I am not a boyfriend. I'm a husband. I love yes. that said that. I'm just catching y'all up. Ooh, yes. He said yes. that and he he thought that was wait, going wait, to run me off. Here, wait, be quiet. Wait. <laughs> okay. Wait, let me get to my question. Okay. So we speeding up. So in your at the wedding, going going past that, and then you guys move across from Alabama to Florida, I mean, from Florida to Alabama, mm -hmm. the first year of marriage, a lot of times people say, you know, this is the tough time. This is a rough year. What was one of your happiest moments this year of marriage? Wow. There's so many. Uh I would say it was a series of moments of realizing that the happiest moments for me were like the moments where I expected him to judge me for still being in the healing process and he didn't. When you're in a situation where you're used to being judged and you're used to being ostracized, and then you have someone that you're totally naked with emotionally and spiritually. And that person sees all of your scars and they don't run away. They run to you. They don't run from you. Those, I think, were the moments. Yes, we had the moments where we laugh and kiki and I tell him dumb jokes. And he's like, oh, God, <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. But the moments where I was the most afraid to be vulnerable and I just gave way to it and I just allowed that moment to happen. And instead of running from me, he ran to me. Mm -hmm. those, those were the happiest moments because those were the moments that I truly felt like, oh my God, I am safe. Like, like this is real, you know, because people can talk a good game. Yeah. People, yeah. people may say, you know, I'll be here for you. And they may mean it, but they don't understand the depth of what that means yeah. with you. Yeah. When he said he is going to be there for me, 
the vows that he said to me that day, he's been living them. Correct. So those those were the moments. It was the moments that I I realized that I was truly safe in this marriage were, were the happiest moments. Okay. This is not one of the questions, but because you just said that, what what in you allowed you like I know I don't know if this is a good question, but you let me know what you think. But what mm -hmm. in allowed you to have space and room for her to be vulnerable and what do you think was that you you know that you did or as a man you know okay yes this is my wife okay yes i can allow her this space to be born how 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 did you get that like is that something for you? god is that something that you, you know you learned as a child did somebody teach you how to have that can you answer that is that a good question that is a very good question mm -hmm. and yeah it's a multi-layered question, uh, multi-layered answer, because the answer is all of the above. Um, it's the Christ in me. It was taught to me, and it's something that I legit wanted to do. I spent a lot of time. I grew up in the church. Um, I spent a lot of time more so with the elders in the church than I did with the other youth, because I had more in common with the elders. I wanted to learn. I. From a young age, I always prayed for wisdom. Yeah. I wanted to be wise. I wanted to be wise and smart. That's what I wanted. Yes. And I learned from a lot of the older deacons and deaconesses and watched the way they would conduct themselves and treat their spouses. Mm -hmm. And my parents are in a very loving relationship. They're going on 36 years of marriage this year. Mm -hmm. oh. And and my my mom, you know, they there's three sons, three boys. I'm the oldest. No 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 daughters, so no girls in the family. So it was always taught, this is how you treat your wife. This mm -hmm. is how you treat your queen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. From a young age, wow. you know, that was instilled from day one. Right. And it, it wasn't just my parents I learned it from, but both sets of grandparents mm -hmm. treated their wives the same way. Mm -hmm. Of this is how you treat a woman. This is how you conduct yourself. This is how you need to carry yourself as a young man wow. and going into adulthood. So it's really something that when I saw that she needed to open up but was afraid to, I would have to always let her know, I'm not your past. Ooh. I'm not your ex. <laughs> I, I'm, and it's like, I'm, I'm sorry you haven't dealt with more people like me before, but just because that's what you've had, yeah. that's not what you have. What yes. you have... Wow. actually prayed for and if we're gonna be together you know continue building strong roots together and grow stronger mm -hmm. together we need to be able to open up to one another yeah mm -hmm. and that was part of you know being able to be vulnerable both of us yes. she had to be vulnerable and i have to be vulnerable yes and that just comes from me understanding that a man is allowed to be vulnerable absolutely i i admit i have a lot of walls that are still up but I know that. Mm -hmm. And I tell her that and I say, listen, if I don't tell you something, it's not just because I'm trying to hide it. I'm not trying right. to, you know, put on a good front. I'm just slowly tearing those other walls down and yes. letting you in. But I need to be able to let you need to be able to let me in as well. Exactly. We both can't be in our own fortress. Right. Right. We're, we're a married couple, so we we're trying to build our own castle. Right. <laughs> so wow. We, we both had to leave our own castles to join one join up together. Mm -hmm. It's wow. a process. It's a process. You said, you said 
I am what you pray for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot of times I think as women, you know, sometimes when we get what we pray for, you know, it's foreign to us. It's not, it's not a familiar place. It's not a familiar so I, how did you establish a certain type of patience around that? Because mm-hmm. I know immediately she wasn't like, okay, now let me tell you everything I ever went through in my whole right. life. And let me just open up to you. So what was the level of patience that you had? And can you speak to men who maybe are in that particular situation and let them know that patience is something that that's going to help you in this relationship? Yes. Uh, yes. Um, it took quite a bit of patience. Um not just having patience with her, but having patience with myself as well. Mm. And knowing and understanding that this is a process. Yes. Yes. Not for nothing. We got married very quick. Mm-hmm. A lot of people date three, four, five, ten years. Yeah. And they still don't really know each other. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But they had that extra time to get to know each other. Mm-hmm. They were playing around, but they had that time to right. get to know each other. So we both understood and I understood that, listen, we're still yes we're married but we're still in that dating phase of oh yeah really learning each other yeah and you know setting boundaries and learning each other's boundaries and learning each other's quirks and takes and stuff like that yeah so i i know for me it would take a little more time to get her to open up because of her past understanding her past helps me prepare for the future understanding her past is going to help us prepare for the future mm. and live better in the present Ooh. <laughs> yes that part that's the quote, <laughs> that's the quote. Yeah, that, that, yes well my lord <laughs> yes. we can't just we can't just speak yeah. Yeah, let me let me check that. <laughs> relationships, you know, we we're taught, you know, the past is the past. You know, yeah. you gotta leave the past in the past. You can't just carry the past the around. Past, yeah. So I believe there is some truth to that. Mm-hmm. I do that. And 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 I'm gonna say this and then you guys I want you guys to answer. But there's some parts of your past that you do have to let go because you let her know. I'm not your past. Exactly. But there are some parts of her past that you have to understand in order for, to prepare for that great future that you're mm-hmm. talking about. Exactly. Yes. So on that journey, how did you distinguish between what part of our past that we need to keep with us or what part of our past that we need to understand, what part of our past that we need to let go of, and what part of our past are we going to build on for a greater future? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that was... That was <laughs> That was an interesting one because it's it was like a natural sifting that took place. Uh, there was really no game plan. Um, of course, I knew myself into this marriage, having been married before and having that marriage and not have gone well at all. Um, I knew that I was going to have to do extra work to be able to trust him to show me what kind of husband he was. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because it was a situation with my ex-husband where he uh, ended up trying to get to be able to talk to me about a situation that I had nothing to do with, but he, you know, was trying to talk to me. And 
that was like literally what what a week after we got married. I think it was like a week or some change after we got married. That was before we moved here. I'm to we hadn't even moved yet. Yeah. So what happened was Cliff ended up talking to him, and I was listening to the conversation, and it was crazy because. I could tell that my ex-husband was sizing him up to try to see, okay, what kind of guy is this? Can I overtalk him? Can I, you know, try to drive a wedge between him and Persephone? I, I could tell that's what was going on, right? And it was crazy because my past was talking to my present and my future. Mm. My past and my present and future were having a conversation. My Lord. And God made it to where I didn't have to say a word. My mm. husband stood up for me. My husband knows my character. My husband knows what the truth is about his wife. And he told him, you need to talk, talk. If anything comes up about my wife, you call me. Save my number. If anything comes up about my wife, you can call me directly. Mm-hmm. So there were situations where my past kept trying to creep back in. You know, the situations that I went through financially my divorce cost me tens of thousands of dollars um, based off of all the things that happened to me because of, you know, how things transpired during the divorce. And there were just certain things that Cliff was like, you what he told me was that, cause it was a, um, cause I, I can, listen, if I don't, if I'm not transparent about my past, I cannot be, influential in my presence. So I'm going to be very honest with y'all. Because of my health issues, I was on SSI before I married my first husband. Um, The benefits were taken away because of my ex-husband's income. I was under the impression that once I divorced him, I would be able to reapply for those benefits, right? So since January, February 2018, all the way up until a few months ago, I was still fighting to get my benefits back or at least the back pay. Right. And it got to a point where the attorneys were not doing what they were supposed to be doing. And I was highly frustrated with the situation. And Cliff told me, listen, you letting go of this is you deciding how much that divorce cost you. That was the cost of your freedom. That was the cost of you being able to walk away. So if you're done with the case, be done with the case. And I walked away from it and I was able to have peace about it. It hurt me because I was like, I went through all of this and I lost this and I lost it. But look at what I gained, though. The, the, the divorce cost me about $50,000 in debt and money that was owed to me. Okay? Alimony payments that were never paid. Right? But look at what I gained. I gained peace. I gained stability. I gained love. I gained a safe place. Someone that I could be fully vulnerable with and they don't use it against me someone that literally says i am here for you and is there for me every day literally there have been moments where he's had to pick me up from the ground and he never turns back around on me he never says well you know i had to do this for you You know i had to do that for you now sometimes if i overdo it at the gym you do be a little petty sometimes yeah (laughs) but other than that other than that He has never used my weaknesses against me. And when you find that in someone, I think your your ability to be able to be fully naked with someone, spiritually and emotionally, that's when you know you have something special. 
when you can fully allow them to see all of your flaws, all of your scars, and they don't turn away from you and they don't judge you. It is, it's, it's something that is priceless. And people want to talk about high value this and, and does, uh, is the woman supposed to pay for dinner? Is the man supposed to pay for dinner? Or do you feel safe? Do you feel safe with this person? Can you cry now? <laughs> this person? Can you show this person the, the deepest parts of you? You know, and for the record, I'm paying for dinner tonight. And <laughs> you better order that. Yeah, you know, but hilarious. You, you have to be able to have those vulnerable moments. Without those deep vulnerable moments, the 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 laughter and the joking around and the videos and the Instagram and this, none of that matters. Because if you can't be be naked with somebody. You can't be be close to them in the way that is best reflective of God's love. Yeah, that's what marriage mm -hmm. is supposed to be representing: Christ's relationship with the church. The the church has to be vulnerable. The church, all the sins and all the mistakes and all the downfalls of the church, Christ took on his back. He took it to the cross. And if your spouse isn't ready to see you like that, they're not the one period. Can I just make a comment? Mr. Grill over here looking at you with those eyes. You tell him why. You tell him. That's, a, that's, yeah. that's where I see coming from the eyes, but he's very reserved, very calm, collected. <laughs> yes, that's my, that's my boo. Hilarious, hilarious. I'm, I'm going to be quiet after this because y'all know I got many questions. Y'all know. We love your questions. Uh, yeah, those were some good questions. Oh, yeah. But I'm going to say this because of what you just said. It was so powerful about how Christ um, wants the church to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And if the church is the bride, and if we're supposed to mirror the relationship between the church and Christ mm -hmm. in our marriages, how can we do that more, um, mm -hmm. Brother Cliff? Like, how can we, because one thing that I can say that just seeing you guys journey, and I tell um, Pastor this all the time, I'm so thankful that you guys went before me because I need to see this. Like, yes. I need to see this real time. I need to see, Love it. see the love that you have for her. I need to see the um the vulnerable spaces i need to do this because a lot of times when we get into certain relationships especially after years of being single it's hard to um kind of i'm gonna say it's hard it, um sometimes it can be difficult to adjust to being in a relationship right. and for you because you know we want to see the representation as you know the church and christ how can we, how, how have you done that more in your relationship with um, Pastor P Persephone? The biggest thing is just being real. Mm -hmm. um, James Brown said, you can't fake the funk. So yes. you, you can sure spend can. a whole lot of time playing if you want to. Yeah. You can play church. You can play house. Mm -hmm. You can play at work, play at school. Mm -hmm. But when it gets down to it, you can't fake it, but for only so long. Amen. So you True. have to come from a place of realness yes. and and honesty and integrity. You know, it, it's just 
it's not just something that you're taught. It's something that is in you that you want to do with that person and for that person. There's many people who can be married for 10, 20, 30, 50 years. Yes. And they're just together. They're not married to each other. They're just together yeah. for the sake of being together. Convenient. It's convenient for them at that point. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to be apart at that point. Yeah. But they're not in a marriage together. On paper, they are. Right. But in their hearts and in their minds, they're just here to be here. Yeah. Wow. And so it's come, it has to come from a place of honesty and realness. And you have to be real and honest with yourself first. Yeah. Is this what I really wanted to do? Yeah. Is this something I really want to get into? Mm-hmm. So if it's something that you choose for yourself, that yes, this is it. This is real. This is what I want. Then as a man, you got to go after it. Yes by any means necessary and you know being a man to me part of that means being stronger than being stronger than the temptation being stronger than you know wanting to stay out you got to be stronger a lot of times i told her i like my me time Mm -hmm. cliff time is important to me yes however i know because of my work schedule Mm -hmm. and the fact that she's here a lot by herself i got to get over that selfishness of always wanting me time and spend a little us time more mm-hmm. so because it's a relationship that I want to work on that I want to make you know maintain and yes. make it stronger than it is right now absolutely so you got to push yourself out to let the us in Sir, he dropping. Yeah, he dropping. He dropping. He dropping. One more time for the people in the back that were cleaning out their ears when you were saying. Oh yeah, one more time. You have to push push yourself out to let us in, and it's the same way with the church. You can go play church all day long. You can bring your own tambourine and shout with the best of them, (laughs) but if you don't open up and let God in, you're just there playing. Yeah. You went to church, you put on a good show, a good yeah. front. Yeah. Everybody thinks you're living right and doing right. But God steady standing there knocking at the door. Hey, I'm I'm right here. Let, let me in. Can can I come can I come in? I want to be a part of this too. Oh, it's all you, not me. Okay. I'm still standing here knocking. <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta push yourself out to let the us in. Yeah. 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 And, and I think we have a good balance with that too, because I'm also someone that likes to have time alone to you know, to recharge, to think about things, to be creative and all those different things. Um, you know, on his days off, there are times where we're in separate rooms. You know, we, 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 I come out sometimes, get something to eat and we talk for a few minutes and then I go, you know, in the room and lay down and he's on the computer and, you know, it, it's just, it's just a nice natural flow and nobody feels neglected. Nobody feels like they're being pushed out. It's just that we, we understand each other, you know? And a lot of these things, you know, you, you learn when you get married, you learn when you start living with someone and, and the way that we did it is high risk, but it's also high reward. Yeah. So you can't just think about the risk of what if I don't like how he's sleeping in the bed or what if I don't like how she arranges picture frames or what if I don't like this or what if I don't like that? You know, you really have to think about the bigger picture of it all. You know, we still we do things differently household wise, but we make it work. Because yeah. we want it to work. It works because we want it to work. Both people have to want it to work. That's where the change comes in. Love it. Love it. Love it. 
Well, I, I know we're a little over our time, but James did give us the go to say that. It, and I know you all have somewhere to go. You got dinner to go to and everything. And so maybe just maybe just one or two more of the questions. We can get into our little game. Is that cool with everybody? Because yeah, I know yeah, Andrea, yeah. she has some great questions, but I think she she also has some other really good questions that I would actually still love to hear. We need to go straight to the game. I think the questions is good. Well, okay. Let me just get one this one question in though. There's just this one last question because I'm really interested in hearing what they have to say about the holiday. I want I'm curious mm -hmm. to know your holiday story and what would be the best holiday. Just that one question, and we can jump right to the game. The the best, the best holiday? Yeah, that you've all had to spend on your, your uh first year. Both Christmases were good. Like the, our first Christmas as a as a married couple was really nice. Yeah. Cause we 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 actually um we were on a road trip that day you know that early that morning we started out early that morning and we were able to hang out in ocala for a few hours and we hung out in brevard for some hours um it was nice coming back you know as mr and mrs you know after we had you know we had moved and and everything and and actually that was the first that was the christmas i said no we cannot miss because the christmas before he uh spent with me taking me to go see my family when he you know had decided he wanted me to be a wife and everything he was like i need to go see family <laughs> so he ended up not being able to spend time with his family until later on in the evening because i kept saying we got to get back we got to get back he was like no no I, I have time we have time and he got a chance to meet very key people in my life you know but um and then the the christmas before that was the that was a motorcycle accident right because it was two, mm -hmm. it was two Christmases yeah. in a row. Because they, uh, they have a Christmas breakfast, right? So I said, uh, this year we ain't missing because I don't want Mama, cause grandmother, I don't want Mama to come after me <laughs> and be like, you are not missing oh, enough yeah. Christmas. I got so many phone calls that day. Where you at? Where you coming? I'm in well, who, who, you, who you with? Well, how how you missing out on us? And right. everybody's like, who is this girl? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. Did I do the Christmas pajamas, the matching pajamas. <laughs> yeah. And we Listen. we don't do all that. Not, <laughs> I tried. She to wants get, to do that. I tried to get him to. He was like, Stephanie, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'll I'll try a couple more Christmases and then I give up. You know, maybe maybe he'll do it with the kids. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but we did make this Christmas, and and it was it was really beautiful. It was really nice. Oh, love it. Yeah. Love it. Just get some love shirts. T-shirt. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I like sticky up I, 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 I told her, I, the whole matching flannel pajamas or the onesie thing. It's like uh, I was trying to get him to get matching thermal outfit. Yeah, she wanted matching thermals. I said, I'm already a big man. I stay hot. <laughs> no, no. It's okay. 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 It's okay. Thank yeah. you for going. It's still a beautiful story. I love it. Yes. I love it. No, 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 no. Man. Well, we're going to do, even though we're going to get into this game that Andrea is talking about, it's actually going to touch on some other things we're going to get to learn too. So, did, Andrea, did you want to, um, did you, because I know the audio, okay, okay. So, I'll, I'll, um, I can, I'll go in and, uh, ask these questions. This is a game that you all probably have seen. You probably have seen, um, similar games like this take place where we just ask a couple of questions and they're able mm -hmm. to say which one of them out of the two, um, yeah. would best suit what we're describing. Yeah. And so, um, like I said, so we're going to get to learn some more about this lovely couple. And we have special props. 
Um, mm -hmm. our, our sister Michaela gifted us these beautiful uh, rose gold wine goblets. So thank you, Michaela. So we're going to be using this as our prop. So when it's, when it's me, I'm going to be like, ah. When it's him, he's going to be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. So you will toast to that, huh? Yes. So, um, and these are some really good, like I said, scenarios. And so out of you two, who would you all say is most likely to do the grocery shopping in the, in the home? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I can see that. I can see that. And let's see. Now, this is going to be an interesting one. Who is most likely to cook? Oh, okay, okay. When I can sneak in there and she doesn't fuss at me for already starting. Because <laughs> <laughs> he works so much. I'd be like, babe, let me, you know, let me go. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. good. Hey, you know, and the beauty of that is, is you all obviously are able to balance that out because I know some couples, you know, like I think Andrea, I forget which one of it was that was saying that sometimes I, I might have been Jessica, the gender roles, you hear that? I, maybe you, Seth, was yeah. saying about who's going to pay this and who's going to do this. I know gender roles sometimes yeah. come up a lot. Of oh, but I love to watch them cook, but, though. Yeah, the and, and, and he he be doing these little combinations. I was like, oh, so so what do you, what, what seasoning do you use? With the, do you and he'd be like, yeah. And, and he, like, I love to watch him cook because he's, like, in the zone. And, and I was like, oh, or when he's grilling. Oh, God, when he's grilling. I'd be like, look at Look at daddy. <laughs> yeah, so I love cooking for him, but I also love watching him cook. So that's awesome. Lovely. I love it, love it. Okay. And so um, who is most likely to take out the trash? I prepare the trash, he takes it out. <laughs> and we sometimes <laughs> get in a in a he'd be like, Okay, the trash ready. No, it's not ready yet. It's ready, it's ready. I'm gonna take it out. Okay, all right. I have some more trash, but all right. <laughs> you know, but I, I very much appreciate that he takes out the trash. Yeah. Um, uh, that's cool. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. And so who is most likely to take that good old Sunday sleep, you know, that little nap on Sundays? I think he's going to Well, he, he works a lot of Sundays. So when he's here, I I pray to God that he can sleep in a little bit. So, but, but yeah, I'd be, I'd be, yeah, I, I nap. Yeah. I, I do more sleeping in than napping. I don't really do a lot of napping. Right, right. I'm I'm more of the napper. Uh, cool, cool, cool. And who who's most likely to make a large purchase or yeah, makes when y'all shopping? <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I don't know why I didn't think that. Okay, yeah. interesting. Interesting. I, I see a lot of gadgets and stuff like that. It's like. I don't need it, but I kind of want it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I look at separate bank accounts. I'd be like, I got money over here too, so maybe the shift is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Be move a little something here and there. <laughs> I'd be co-signing purchases. I, I don't. He hasn't. He's never purchased anything. I've been like, really, really, dude. That's what mm -hmm. we're doing today. <laughs> so yeah. Mm -hmm. I know. I know you've shared about how you like to go um, shopping. What is that? IKEA. The, um, oh yeah, we. Crowd. Yeah, it's an it's a nice field trip. To go yeah, and just yeah. be like, oh, you know, look at the stuff and look at the things, you know. But yeah, <laughs> I'm more the I'm more the window shopper. He's more the actual shopper. shopper. Yeah, I'm, I'm more the. We already drove over here. I'm getting something. Right, <laughs> right. I do love Amazon though. 
Yeah. Well, you know, that, that's an interesting thing. Y'all are setting a bar and kind of showing that not everything is what it's always painted to be out in the world. Because usually right. the women, the women are real heavy shoppers, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Not that y'all are un, you know, heavy in it, but right. you hear that you make the purchases. It's, it's different, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah. It's changed, you know, because these gadgets and these different things that the tech things, they're expensive. And then, if you know, if we start getting into the, to the big money, you know, the cars and all of that. Yes. They, they doing the dog old thing when it comes to making big purchases. Yes. Listen, I have like eight different tabs open on my computer. One is on cars. Another's on homes. Yeah. I got another on phones and computers. Yes. So it's a lot of stuff I'm looking at. Yes. And it's kind of like in the cart waiting. Mm-hmm. I'm just buying it one at a time, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. always looking at something different. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. So, so, okay, so um, this is going to be an interesting one. Who is most likely to know the lyrics to every song ever written? <laughs> um, we, we both love music, but I'm a bit of a lyric hound because I write music. I'm also listening to the lyrics, and I'd be like, I don't agree with that, but it's a bop, so I don't know. I but it's a like bop. <laughs> right. Yeah. We we always be we're you know in the car and we listen to a lot of what is it southern soul mm-hmm. uh, a lot of southern soul music and these listen these lyrics are very forward in the uh, romance department yeah I, I gotta listen to some old blues music now if it's old music I'm gonna know it yeah I don't know any new music now but if you talking about Motown and all that yeah okay I, I can keep up with the best of them mm-hmm. wow yeah. okay okay yeah I'm not gonna lie this 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 newer music it. it I think that's all of us. Anybody from our generation and yeah. beyond, we don't really know the lyrics. You know, you know the you know the vibe though. You might know right, the, you right. Know, you know the beat, the tune, but yeah, these lyrics nowadays it's hard to keep up with them. Right, it is, it is. Yeah, that, that I, I think we kind of we, we probably I'm sure we all kind of guessed that she was gonna be the one on that one stuff. You, know, <laughs> musical, you know, guru. Lord Jesus, <laughs> they say. Um, let's see here, a couple more. Um, who is most likely to say sorry first? Okay, 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 okay. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Awesome, awesome. And okay, now this is an interesting one. Who is most likely to dress up for Halloween? We don't really. Yeah, we don't really. We don't really mm-hmm. do Halloween like that. So okay, okay. neither one of us. Neither. Okay, I, I, I'll kind of throw my cup in there because if I'm at work and we're dressing them at work, then maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But okay. like she said, that's a holiday that we don't go out of our way to really celebrate. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nice to watch. It's, a, it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown and stuff like that. You know, yeah. Beetlejuice. But I like no. the day after when the candy is on sale. Candy's that's on. my <laughs> holiday. I, I like November 1st. 1st through the, through the 7th when they got all the good sales going on. That's very that's yeah, nothing wrong with that. I know some churches do hot. Like, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. Listen, we learned a lot about you all between this 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 show and the interview that you all did before. Listen, we we all we all love in the Greer gang. Listen, <laughs> it's it's a it's a great place to be. It, it's yeah. a Greer place to be. I like that. Oh <laughs> y'all be coming yes. hashtag. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. yes. <laughs> hey, thank you. You guys both. Um, I can't say thank you enough because I really, really, really enjoyed your journey, just your love for each other, 
and your vulnerability and your transparency it it has literally helped me along my relationship journey i know my um my significant other he was like okay we need to go eat with them i'm like damn Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll make we'll make our way to each other somehow <laughs> I was like, if we go to alabama you know maybe we could link up but yeah. but he really enjoyed the last show and um a little small plug we having um the man of God on in June fourth. I believe that's the date. Yeah. Yay! Did, if, did y'all catch that? Y'all catch that? Like, let, me, let me say it again for people in the back. We'll have our sister Andrea and her uh and her her boo coming on the twenty fourth to have. Oh well, all right now. Yeah, yeah. 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 About them and their journey. Cannot wait. Yeah, June yeah, is gonna be beautiful. Awesome, awesome. And so I know we kind of um kind of come to the to wrap up. We see your brother James and hopped on, going wrapping up. I know the Greers have dinner to get to and enjoy the rest of their evening, uh, celebrating their anniversary. Was there anything else that we missed before we wrap things up? Or just two more things, very quickly. Yeah. One, uh, my dear sister sent to me for me to make sure that it's played, and the other one. Is a surprise for my sister and my brother-in-law, but I'll go with the, the surprise that my sister has first, and okay. that is playing in five, four, three, two, and one. Make sure you have your tissues ready. <laughs>
So there's <laughs> that. <laughs> to close it out, I thought that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Without that a doubt. Thank and you. to close it out, I thought what better way to close it out than this right here. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just listen to this. Hold on. <laughs> Technical difficulties. You don't have any tissue here. Your lips are a little pink, sir. My bad. Oh, Lord. <laughs> You're a little glossy. <laughs> Yes, so that is for my sister and my brother-in-law. I appreciate yeah. them <laughs> Thank the you. anniversary with us on today. Thank you so much. They have been an influence in my life in more ways than one. They already know it. I absolutely love them. Uh, they keep me in line. They try to anyway. <laughs> we, try. we try, Lord. We try. <laughs> it's a hard job, but um, <laughs> I'm. Uh, I can honestly say, whoever gets me as a husband can thank my sister and my brother-in-law for helping me be the man that I need to be. And I can honestly, Amen. Amen. We love you, and we, we gonna stay on. You. You. I'm <laughs> off all week, so we'll finally get to talk. Oh. Yes. Now, yes. Now, you know, now you know I'm off all week. Watch out there now. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, out. oh, boy. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, oh, boy. Lord, oh Lord. Oh, Lord. Because he's yeah, been waiting. He's been waiting on the phone call. <laughs> and he's like, well, James hadn't called me yet. I'm like, mm -hmm. James, I need yeah. you to make that happen. I need one of y'all to DM me his number. That way yes. I can give him a call this week. Mm -hmm. All right. Please do. Yes, because. Yeah, but um, y'all, it has been a blessing to have you all on. Matter of fact, we had somebody just make a comment. Oh, oh. Mom. No. <laughs> we love you too. <laughs> so y'all, love y'all. We will see y'all next, not next week, but week after next, when we will have another one of our sisters on with her boo. And see y'all then. God bless. Love y'all. Peace. Love you too. Peace. <laughs>
dollar sign Rev J H G three ministry. If you would like to inquire about booking, you can email us at Rev J H G three ministry at gmail.com. We thank you and have a blessed day.